Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber. And joining me as my co-host is the man who was gracious enough to actually come on here on a Sunday, which is our off day. And thank you very much, Dwaylon. No Appreciate problem. It. And hey, yep, yep. And the reason we're doing this a day early is because Dwaylon has a couple of birthdays over the next couple of days. Yep. First my wife's two- birthday is tomorrow, and then we're having my son's birthday party uh, Tuesday. He'll be 16. Yep, so there we go. 16 on the second, but we're doing the birthday party on Tuesday because that's when most of the people that he wanted to come, that's when it right. attend was on Tuesday. So, oh, yeah, so- it'll be for his 16th birthday, so I've got a 16-year-old and then in january i'll have a 13 year old savannah will be 13 no january yeah wow <laughs> I, yeah i guess it has been that long yeah, yeah since i was able to come down there yeah she'll um, be 13 wow <laughs> okay um i mean we're, you're making me feel old but then again you know you live with them so it <laughs> 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 makes you feel even older <laughs> uh Man, so yeah, definitely a happy early birthday to them. And it looks like you're going to have another driver in the house probably soon. Yeah, he's all excited about driving. He's uh, studying for his uh, permit test now. I got him, I printed off the, the uh, driver's manual and it was like 75 pages. And he's like, Do I have to read all this? I'm like, If you want your permit, you do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, please don't do like my oldest child who decided in, instead of reading the manual she was given she yeah. went online and found a whole bunch of practice tests oh no and oh. i took her for her permit test and i figured you know she'd be fine because you know she's pretty smart she has pretty good memorization skills but the problem is she memorized stuff that was not on the test <laughs> and it was a computerized test and one time she kind of looked at me she started shaking her head with and she starts you know, giving the boo-boo face, and I was, and I was like, "It'll be all right." Then she, she, because she knew if she missed like one more, she was done. Right. And then she did, and of course, you know, she's crying. Then I found out what she did, and I said, "Why didn't you read the book?" Right. You know, instead of these these practice tests. And then I also had to tell her, by the way, your dad also failed his permit test the first time too. Yeah, I, I did. did. Yep. So. Yeah. That's and, what I told Caden. I'm like, if I'm like, it's not a big deal if you fail the test. I'm like, a lot of people fail that test the first time. So yep. Uh, because I remember at Christian County, and this is back in uh, you know 1990, they had like three different written tests they would give. It was like a white one, a red one, and a blue one. And yep. uh huh. And uh, the first one, I think I took the white one first, and that one supposedly was the hardest one. And I did I, too. I took the white one first, and then the second time I took the blue one, and I passed it with the blue one. You know, I think that was the the second one I took also. And, yep. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, uh, and then, you know, she she did fine, you know, the second time. Then she took a driver's test, and she passed it, you know, first time. So, uh, even though she tried to fail it, um, because she had a habit of stopping way too far back at stop signs. Uh-huh. And I mean, you could have put two cars in front of her between her and the stop sign. Which oh, wow. just, yeah, she kept stopping like that. And I said, you need to don't do that. I said, you need to get out of the head. You need to stop with, you know, of course, your front bumper about 
even with the stop sign. Right. I said, and then if you can't see, then you, of course, you, then you pull up. Uh, but of course, her driver's test, I mean, she stopped way, way too short. And the instructor docked her like 20 points just really? off. Oh, yeah. That one apparently is a, wow. um, is a pretty big one. And they don't do parallel parking up here. They do the maneuver oh. build. Yeah, it's a. I wish they, had, I wish they hadn't have had parallel parking in Hopkinsville because uh, I still can't parallel park. I learned I learned it just enough to barely pass it on the driver's test. Oh, uh, when I was in Maryland, that that there were sometimes. I mean, I would have to parallel park quite a bit, so I I got decent at it back then. But now I haven't parallel parking. I don't. I don't know how long. Uh, and up here, they also call it a, they don't call it the permit, they call it the temps. What is it? The temps, you know, like the temporary. The, oh, they, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, they call it temps. Hey, does so-and-so get, get their temps? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so that's one of those Ohio uh, vernaculars that I've kind of, you know, I still don't say it. Like, I, I, I don't say temps, I don't say pop, and I don't say O-H-I-O either. <laughs> Now I did say pop. I grew up saying pop. Uh, that's what that's what my mom and dad said. So right. So I grew up saying pop. Soda just sounds weird for me to say. So yeah, Hopkinsville always seemed to be kind of a mix of both. And yep. but but I moved there from North Carolina, and North Carolina nobody says pop. <laughs> you know, you start saying pop, they're like, "You ain't from around here, are you?" Yeah. <laughs> so, Not from these parts, are you? <laughs> and and. Uh, just like I posted on Facebook uh, the other day. I saw um, your rant. <laughs> yeah, on game day, if you were not an Ohio State fan and you live in Ohio on the on game day, and that's all they call it sometimes, just game day, mm-hmm. Ohio State and Michigan, it is one of the most annoying things ever. <laughs> because you'll, you'll see it on social media. And even before social media was a thing, when I lived in Dayton, when I was stationed up at Wright-Patterson, same thing. I mean, you'd see people sporting their Buckeye stuff everywhere. And, mm-hmm. and that one, there were some people, of course, who, who used to live in Michigan, but they all, they lived in Dayton because they got stationed there because it was close, about as close to home as what they could get. And they're right. all sporting their Michigan stuff. And, um, and you walk, walk around, they're like, Oh, wait. And so they said to me, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> so, uh, but I can't say anything bad about the state itself because my wife, was born and raised here my daughter was born in Dayton and even though she spent a good chunk of her life in England when I was stationed there but you know she's so she spent almost four years in Dayton six and a half years then spent almost six months in Florida six and a half years in England and now we've been back to Ohio ever since you know so um but and the whole chili on spaghetti thing that one took a little bit of getting used to but uh but they'll, they'll fight you over that one they didn't know fight over which one's the best. Uh, and the tartar sauce and hamburgers. That's actually not, uh, believe it or not, it's not that. I never thought I would have liked that, but it's it has to be a specific tartar sauce uh, from the restaurant. It's a chain called Frisch's. And okay. they're, yeah, they're like a sit down fast food type, you, you know, if that yeah, makes sense. There was, uh, when I was going to school at, uh, at uh, U of L. Yep. They, uh, they have yep. the up there. Yeah. Yep. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. They're close enough to where they can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So you see, you never tried the tartar sauce and the hamburger? Uh, no, because I've never been a fan of tartar sauce. So I just never, 
I never oh. tried it. That, their hamburgers are good, though. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, but anyway, so today we are going to discuss a, a few things. It's actually been a week since Survivor Series and since we did our preview. So now we'll do as much as a review of what we can because that was so, it feels like so long ago now. Uh, I almost feel like yeah, I forgot I had some to of pull, it. I had to pull it up and uh, just yeah, so I remember the all the results. <laughs> I do remember you had one of the predictions almost spot on and it was a, an, kind of an off the wall prediction if you think about it but but it actually happened i'm like yep there you go joylan called it yeah. uh but we'll be discussing survivor series i i want to talk about the northern wrestling federation's 26th anniversary show which happened last night in covington and that was also where they inducted the monster abyss into the nwf hall of fame had my picture taken with with him uh, my son and i had my picture taken he is a big dude yeah he's oh and yeah. uh, just as nice as can be too oh yeah yeah i've never heard anything bad about abyss everybody says he's like one of the best guys in the business man and then leighton got excited because they found out they had the same birthday oh cool yep so and i didn't realize you know abyss is our age no, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was actually born um, just over a month after I was, which means he was born about two and a half months after you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he he was born seventy three, same as us. Wow, yeah. I did not know that. Um, yeah, because I mean he he actually went to OU first, or Ohio University. Okay. Yeah, say OU, and you got to yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to make sure you're not talking about Oklahoma. But yeah, yeah. he yeah he went to uh, Ohio University. So so he's a Bobcat. And uh, I want to say he got his bachelor's and his master's. I'll have to look, but it's like in sports management or something similar. Mm-hmm. And and he said it's kind of ironic. Um, one of his early, I guess, names, early nicknames, they called him the Blueberry because of this, the outfit he was uh, he would wear in a ring. Yeah. And he said he didn't even think about it when he was picking out a suit for the induction. It was also blue. So he said, <laughs> so going as blue, you know, start as blueberry and I'm leaving as blueberry. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah. And then also we will discuss some current events as well, because there's some uh, kind of some strange things that happened this week. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. You know, One of the so really good things though was the uh, CM Punk MJF uh promo oh my that oh was, man that i texted you during that when i'm yeah, like dude that was <laughs> uh, I, I don't even forget what exactly i said in the text but uh they were just it you know it used to be you didn't hear wrestlers talk about other wrestlers and other promotions right uh and, and, or if they did it was just a real really vague comment but no, these were spot on, and I mean, they're calling people, you know, calling people by name. Yeah, and it was, it was great. A lot of people on social media were complaining because they were like, "Can we stop just mentioning, you know, WWE?" But it's like, I like that they're mentioning that there's another another company because WWE is always inside their bubble and acts like nobody else exists. So I like the fact that they're like talking about punk's history and you talk about punk's history, 
lot of that history is WWE. Mm-hmm. So I had no issue with either one of them bringing, you know, mentioning other people. And when Punk, and of course, when Punk was in WWE, he was talking about other organizations then, you know, yeah, during the pipeline. He talked about New Japan. He talked about Ring of Honor. You know, he talked about Brock, who wasn't even working for the company then, Colt Cabana, you know, all kinds of guys. He talked about taking the title, the Ring of, you know, Ring of Honor or New Japan. So it's like, I don't get this, you know, I don't get this mentality of like, let's not mention the other company and act like they don't exist. No, act like they, act like they exist because they do. Because nobody has, ever has a problem if anybody mentions a wrestler from New Japan or Ring of Honor or Impact. It's right. only if they mention WWE guys that people get all up in arms and it's like everybody knows there's other wrestling companies out there so I don't see the issue in mentioning them. Right. And that's, that's one of the things if if people think there are no other organizations besides the one they watch. Right. It's like really you think there's only 40 wrestlers in the entire world? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you think you think this is it, you know, that you think that's the only championship, like you said, the only 40 wrestlers in the world. No, you're sadly mistaken. They're all over the world. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, especially when it's like, okay, you know, this guy, he's like 42 years old. You think he just all of a sudden just started becoming, started being a wrestler at 42. No, yeah. he's been other places. I also uh, don't like the mentality that a lot of wrestling fans have now that, Okay guys left wwe whether they got released contract expired they asked for their release however a lot of them went to AEW. there was another national televised wrestling program where they could work where they're actually getting to show what their the reason they got signed in the first place and a lot of people are like well AEW needs to quit signing all these former wwe guys and it's like you do realize that if top names from AEW were getting released, WWE would be snatching them up. Mm -hmm. They snatched everybody off the indies. Nobody has an issue when WWE scoops up all the talent from the British independent scene, from the American independent scene, uh, from Mexico, you know, wherever. Nobody has an issue with that. But then when these guys leave, and go to work somewhere else, they get labeled former WWE guys. And it's like, that's just one place that they worked. But the majority of these men and women have worked all over the globe. And I don't understand why they just get pigeonholed into being a former WWE employee. Right. And, well, I mean, we haven't seen anybody jump from AEW to WWE yet and I'm sure it'll happen eventually. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it will. I mean, um but right now WWE is saying that they're not going to take anybody, you know, and this this is going to be temporary. We know that. Yeah. Uh but the, but they're saying they're not going to take anybody from any other companies. And so yeah. they want all the homegrown stuff and we've discussed at length why that's a bad idea. Yep. And so if anybody wants to hear us i don't i mean we've actually discussed on a few different episodes just check some of the episodes in the past couple months in the archives and and you can hear us discussing this and there's no way that's going to stay 
And so we know eventually somebody is going to go from AEW to WWE. Now the person, they may have been somebody that was in WWE before. They could be somebody that had come up through the indies and then hit AEW. They didn't hit yeah. Impact. They didn't hit Ring of Honor. They didn't hit New Japan, anything like that. And now all of a sudden they're going to WWE. So I wonder, will they refer to them as a former a- AEW star? Oh, no. WWE won't even acknowledge that. They, yeah, WWE definitely won't. No. Now, other company, if they go to another company from AEW, those, I'm sure those companies will acknowledge where they came from, but WWE's not going to. Even, even AJ Styles, when he got to WWE, all they would say was, they did say that he was a former, mm-hmm. actually, it was Bradshaw on commentary that, that mentioned he was a former IWGP heavyweight champion. But he only mentioned that once. And I'm sure because Vince was probably barking in his ear, not to mention anything from another company by name, because after that, JBL would just say that AJ made a name for himself in Japan. And and I know it seems kind of weird. I've never considered any of the Japanese companies, whether it be New Japan, All Japan, uh, or really any of them, to be competition for wwe always considered them on like an equal plane but just in japan yeah because you know it's two completely different fan base right and uh, you know because you'll see american wrestling in japan more often um, often they're you know they like new japan pro wrestling all japan pro wrestling uh you know no they like that style. They like the strong style. They like the harder hitting, less glamorized version of professional wrestling as opposed to the WWE style. So I agree. They're at two, they're at the same level. Like, because New Japan Pro Wrestling is the biggest wrestling company in Japan. WWE is the biggest company in America. So they're I agree. They're on the same playing field. They're on the same level. Right. And um, I forgot what I was going to say with that because my internet connection all of a sudden got stupid. <laughs> but, um, but as far as like the wrestlers who are in AEW right now and watching this promo, I, I think everybody there and I think people in WWE ought to watch this. I mean, if you want to call it just a flat out debate yeah. with punk and and mjf i mean two guys who are two of the best promo guys in the business and and mjf is easily the most hated heel in the business and relish and relishes every minute of it yes oh absolutely and i mean and he played that off too even at the very end you know they're going to fight and then he just walked right out yeah, takes his coat off, throws it down, starts, you know, takes his watch and his ring off, puts him in his pocket, and then he's like, nope, not today. And nope. just rolls on out. <laughs> uh, give me two seconds. No problem. I noticed something funny, um, you know, on your laptop. In fact, it's still acting up. 
All right. So with that promo, I'll tell you what, someone in the NWF who I've compared to uh, MJF is Adam Swayze. Yeah. And yeah, right before we recorded, we actually watched uh, the Busted Loose, which is NWF. It's their weekly, you can call it like a weekly recap of everything that happened. Uh, yeah. Usually, usually the night before, or usually, well, that they do it on Sunday night. They've actually recorded the Busted Loose uh, Saturday night, and they release it eight o'clock Eastern Sunday. So, but we watched that, and it was the matches from last night. And Adam Swayze was cutting a promo on Rex after he beat Rex down with a chair and they, they had to take him out on a stretcher. And as, actually, as they were bringing that stretcher to the ring, I looked at Randy, you know, friend Randy, uh, yep. he was there as well. And I was like, I don't know if that stretcher would be big enough. <laughs> and, yeah. And Randy's actually an EMT by trade. And he's like, you know, I think you're right. Uh, and when they carried him out, you'll look, and there were it was seven guys who had to carry him on that stretch. Yeah, there was because uh, I was wondering how many guys it was going to take because he's a big dude, so I knew it was going <laughs> to have to take several people to get him out of there. Well, when they every time they introduce him, they say he's 375 pounds, and I can believe oh, wow. it. Yeah, and he's at least six five. He can move dude, though. He's, he he's move about as ring. yeah. He's about as big as Terrence, your brother. Yeah. Yes. I he mean, moving around that ring pretty good, though. I oh, yeah. Guy that size. Oh, yeah. And and he does some power moves. And like you said, I mean, he's quick. And but he's their heavyweight champion right now. Cool. And uh, one thing I also want to bring up, and this kind of is going to kind of segue into our, kind of our next, you know, current current subject. One of the fans who was also the NWF, and you've heard uh, Randy and I talk about him. Mm-hmm. Um, don't I'm not going to mention his name, you know, because uh, just to protect the innocent or the guilty. But every once in a while, he'll see me and Randy, and he's seen us enough times. You know, if he, he'll see me, he'll come up and start talking to me. It's fine. Uh, but then last night, all of a sudden, he started dropping a bunch of f bombs. Oh, and you know, I'm standing right there. Uh, with my son and it's not like my son's never heard language but the way this guy was doing it just out in open public and randy finally told him he's like hey can you stop with that he said because he said you're dropping you know the f-bombs and all your other language right here in front of my my friend's kid yeah he said he may not be comfortable with him hearing that and he's like oh did you understand what he said no do you understand what i'm saying randy's actually a pretty chill guy i mean he's very um peaceful i guess but with, i mean he just seems like you know he, he is a super nice guy and i've never seen him get like that so he was uh a little fed up because yeah. uh, because the last event the same guy was sitting behind him and kept kind of like reaching up kind of and we do realize the guy may not know any better because we've talked right. talked about i mean he's yeah um he's you could tell he's a little special but and then Randy also told him, he said, and also he said, please don't talk so close to him because I mean, he was, he's a close talker. He's all like right up there. And Randy's uh, like, okay. yeah. And Randy had to tell him, he's like, look, I have PTSD. Yeah. And right, Randy, I... yeah. And, and Randy does, I mean, um, and he's, you know, pretty up for bad. I mean, I won't go into too many details. I mean, I know, I know a lot about Randy. So, I mean, I know uh, his background and, 
YSPTSD, and he understands, obviously, you know, when, um, you know, me being prior middleman, I also have PTSD. It's not as severe right. as a lot of, you know, people I served with, but I mean, I do have it. And so, I mean, I wouldn't like people to just write from my grill either, right. you know, but then the guy never bothered, he never bothers the rest of the night, but, but this guy during the, uh, the induction ceremony of abyss, Roger Ruffin was actually telling a story and this guy, he actually yelled out a couple of things during, you know, Roger's speech. And I'm like, you know, maybe your parents ought to come with you to kind of, yeah, because yeah. it, was, it was a couple of times at the show last week, I had to tell him, all right, go ahead and go sit down. Uh, because, I mean, it's almost like he's getting more and more obnoxious yeah. every week. And I've submitted before, there's like a whole crew of guys um, who were, I mean, kind of special. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's almost like, I mean, like the movie, The Dream Team. It's kind of like that, you know, yeah. but those guys are all enjoying the matches. Right. They're not being obnoxious they're not getting in people's faces and things like that and i've kind of noticed that yeah they'll acknowledge him but they don't he doesn't sit with them yeah that makes me wonder if they've kind of said look Mm -hmm. uh, you know um and even during the matches well like when adam swayze was was laying the uh the steel chair uh, to rex a couple of the guys, they kept looking back in the, in the back, like, come on, he needs help. He needs help. And so, I mean, they, I mean, they get into it and, you know, and that's the kind of fans I like, right. you know, they're into it. I mean, they believe it. And, you know, they're the ones who are going to make you want to want to keep doing it. Yeah. And this other guy, I mean, he's getting to the point now and we recognize him because we've seen him now at so many events and, and I've always been nice to him. I've always been cordial to him. Um, and, but we've also said, because we've also heard some other things about him. Randy said, if, if, if I see him taking pictures of the kids, he said, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Randy, had, he has two kids himself. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but saying that nobody should ever, ever, ever jump over the barrier and attack a wrestler. No, never. And never. And <laughs> Uh, the guy on Monday Night Raw we're referring to is he attacked he jumped the barrier and attacked Seth Rollins and uh, y'all were like Seth should put the boot to him and just beat him up and stuff. I feel like Seth did the right thing he just put the guy in the headlock Mm -hmm. until security got there he let him go and let security do their job Seth went back, got back into character and you know did his thing and, you know, the guy got marched out. Of course, some fans were high-fiving him, thinking that he did something cool. He nope. did not, because he went to jail. And, yeah, because, and he's lucky that it was Seth. He's lucky that, you know, because a different wrestler would have handled that completely different. We've talked about this in the past, where mm-hmm. guys have jumped the barricade. Like, I remember... I think it was uh, 2002. It was Rob Van Dam and Eddie Guerrero in a ladder match on Raw, and a fan jumped, yeah. in, got into the ring, and Eddie. I mean, he took few shots at that guy, which you don't fault Eddie. You don't know what that guy's going to do. If you know, he put himself in that situation by jumping in the ring with two trained athletes. So he's lucky. All he got was a few kicks. 
But I've seen that happen with Randy Savage. I've seen it happen with one time it happened with Linda McMahon. A fan jumped yes. over the barricade and charged up the ramp toward her, and Triple H had to break character and tackle that guy before he got to Linda. Yeah. And Triple H was able to kind of fit it in like, you ain't going to touch her first or something, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and we talked about the guy a few months ago who dressed up like a referee jumped into the match, uh, an NWF match between Larry D and I don't remember who was against right now, but uh, actually, you know, it had been Joshua because Andrew Reed was uh, on the outside and this guy jumped to the ring, all of a sudden did a three count and everybody was confused. And we're like, what just happened? Was this guy a special yeah, referee? And then all of a sudden you saw security running out, grabbing the guy, but he stood up and that's what Andrew Reed, you know, gave him about three shots right to the face. Yeah. And he was like, I pop, mean, pop, you know. Get what you get. I mean, you, you stepped into their world, so. Yeah. And did you hear the reason why this guy attacked Seth Rollins? Uh, from what I'd seen on Twitter, it was because he had gotten scammed by a um, a fake Seth Rollins account. Yes. Him thinking it was actually Seth Rollins, and he got scammed out of some money. So then he's, you know, he shows up at Raw to attack Seth because he thinks Seth scammed him out of money. And it's like, no, you got scammed by a fake site. Yeah. I mean, he got catfished. Yeah, and and I mean, it's not funny that somebody got scammed, but at the same time, the whole situation is just absolutely preposterous. Where he's thinking that a wrestler who's making however much Seth Rollins is making, I want to say yeah. he's he's making about two million a year. Probably, yeah. Do you think he's going to scam you out of you know a couple thousand bucks or however much it was that dude got scammed out of? You think Seth is going to? risk losing his job going to jail the bad publicity he would get from scamming a fan you think he's going to risk that I, <laughs> no, absolutely not and uh, <laughs> and i'm sure Dave's legal fees are going to be more than what he got scammed out of yes and he gave somebody money or amazon gift cards or and by the way Every, everybody listening if you're talking to a complete stranger and they're saying hey please send me amazon gift cards you're probably being scammed yeah absolutely they're not going to ask you yeah people are just don't do that unless they're trying to scam you that people don't ask out of the blue oh send me you know send me gift cards or right and just like you know when you get those those spam numbers on your phone yeah, and which, by the way, I answer them sometimes just because if I'm in a frisky mood, <laughs> <laughs> and I just block them all. I don't have time for all that. <laughs> um, I've, dude, I've got so many numbers blocked now uh, that, I, and they just new ones crop up all the time. So now I'm like, yeah. I don't recognize it. I either just kind of either send it straight to yeah. voicemail, you know, um, or if, like I said, if I'm in a frisky mood, I'll answer it. And you could tell when they're recordings uh -huh. uh, because you hear the. And then yeah. you're going to hide. This is Frank from home security, home alarm systems. How are you doing today? And I'll just sit there and I'll repeat everything back in the same voice. And then sometimes I hear, <laughs> <laughs> and 
I've had them come on and uh, some of the one somebody come on one time and I still remember the name because I actually know somebody by this name say hello my name is David Miller and uh how are you doing on your on whatever it was I was like your name's not David Miller uh yeah. yes sir my name is David your name's not David Miller and <laughs> and I'll, I'll say look if you're going to start this relationship right you need to just don't start up by lying to me and then I've gotten cussed out <laughs> um I did make a telemarketer cry one time I will say that uh because as she was talking with me I, I asked her what company she she worked for, and as a talking, I actually looked it up, and I said, "You do you re, do realize that your company are scam artists?" I said, "You sound like a nice person, but I said, does that make are you proud of yourself for working for somebody like that?" Oh wow! Yeah, and now all of a sudden she was like crying. I mean, and I said, "You know, I said I'm not mad at you unless you know you know that you're doing this." I said, "But I said you're probably just trying to pay the bills." Right. I said, but you need to know that the company you're working for are scamming people. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I googled them, and that's all you saw. And you know, but back to Seth Rollins, <laughs> and this guy, he had given money or Amazon gift cards or whatever, and the scammer sent him a check, and then the check bounced, of course, because right, uh, because of course it did, and so he got mad at Seth Rollins. And went to Raw at uh, was in Minneapolis because yeah, it was the very next night. Yep. And he bought a ticket. He spent his hard-earned money. Bought a ticket. Bought a ticket to go to Raw to attack Seth Rollins. Gets arrested, and so now he's out all the money for the legal fees and accomplished nothing. He didn't get his money back that he was scammed out of because. Seth Rollins didn't do the scamming. And then he's out more money because he wanted to be stupid and attack a wrestler. And now, and now I'm pretty sure he's banned from every WWE event. Oh, at, I'm sure. So, at least for a pretty good amount of time. Oh, yeah. Oh, probably yeah. forever. Because they, I mean, I don't they think don't they, th I know, they don't take that lightly. Yeah, they don't take that lightly. I'm, pre he, I'm pretty sure that dude's banned for life. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is pay attention uh, to the flags, the red flags. Yeah. Why would a wrestler bar ask that to ask you to borrow money? Yeah. You know, one of the most famous wrestlers in the history of ever is yeah. saying, "Hey, man, can you give me an Amazon gift card?" No, yeah. he should be giving you an Amazon gift card. Exactly. And you, if you want to support your uh, your favorite pro wrestler, then go buy their merchandise. Right. And better yet, go to a local show. Go to an indie show. Yeah. Support indie. Absolutely support indie wrestling. Yes. Because honestly, WWE, AEW, those companies aside, independent wrestling is what keeps professional wrestling alive. Yes. And there are a few organizations in the Cincinnati area, just like we've already established there's a few organizations around the Western Kentucky, Western Tennessee area. Yep. You know, uh, tried and true and which is the one Devin works for um i'm drawing a blank um i'll have to look it up but either way this is where the majority of wrestlers in wwe aew impact this is where they start is an at an independent organization 
probably near where they are from. Yeah. And so it's out there, folks. I actually had somebody the other day ask me um, that they, you know, like, how do you actually become a wrestler? And I said, well, there's Bone Crushers, downtown Cincinnati on Vine Street. Yeah. And, of course, some people hear Vine Street, and I don't blame them. They go, oh, Vine Street? Really? Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Vine Street ain't exactly uh, – well, certain parts are fine, but then the part of Vine Street where they're at, uh, Randy was actually telling me about, about it the other day, because I have not actually been to Bone Crushers. I would like to go at some point. But the Veterans Administration Hospital is actually on Vine Street, but it's at the other end. Oh, okay. <laughs> and But the end they're at, Randy, because where, when during his EMT work, he actually – works in that area so he's actually told me yeah it's not the best in neighborhoods gotcha, so, gotcha. Uh, the but, tennessee organization is a non-stop wrestling alliance all right which is actually oh. a cool name i like that but the raw after the survivor series they kind of went over some of the stuff that happened during the survivor series and uh, I do want to kind of hit on a couple points about that one. The dark match, Shinsuke and Damian Priest. I'm not a fan of Rick Boogs playing the guitar during the match. I'm not either. It annoys me, honestly. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's too gimmicky for Shinsuke. It might work. Honestly, I feel like that would work better with Dolph Ziggler and the way he mm-hmm. does his character than Shinsuke. And I just find it to be distracting. I think it just takes away from the match, and I'm not a big fan of that. You want to play him out to the ring and all that? You want to play after the bell? I'm fine with that. But doing it in, in the match is just takes away from the match, in my opinion. And then destroying the guitar, I'm not a fan of that either for other reasons. Yeah, I know. Anytime on wrestling they they ever destroy a guitar, you always text me and tell me the type of guitar. <laughs> I do. Not be destroying that. <laughs> <laughs> because that was a Randy Rhodes model uh, Flying V, and that one when I looked at the price, it depends on uh, well, really when it when it came out that particular one. Uh, but they can range anywhere from like three hundred dollars to like eighteen hundred. What I saw, wow. Yeah, I, I mean some of the custom ones. Yeah, uh, and that one was probably in the three. I would hope it's in the three hundred dollar range. But but then again, yeah. I mean they they don't mind destroying those uh, trigger trombones that Xavier Woods yeah. has. Yeah, those those, those are not cheap. Well, I mean. Look at the, you know, back in the Attitude Era, they didn't have a problem destroying $40,000 cars. I know. Just to, you know, just to get a pop. They didn't, you know, wish I had 40 grand. I could just throw away on something just to get people's reaction. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it's not doing that car company any good because they say, oh, this, this car can be destroyed pretty easily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, like, I want to buy that if it could be, you know, if it can be run over like that that quick it's like ew. yeah and this match actually had the potential to be a lot better than what it ended up and the reason it up is because of the guitar player I, I i compare it to when leo rush was with uh bobby lashley yes and i love leo rush 
phenomenal wrestler who is uh, signed to AEW now, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's he is. Put on stellar matches like he, you know, he always has. But yeah, that that was annoying too. He, you know, he's got mic skills. He would have been a great manager just to be, you know, the mouthpiece for Bobby Lashley. But that whole, you know, repetitive thing that he did every single time, it's like it got to the point I couldn't even watch his Bobby Lashley's matches because yeah. it was just I just couldn't. And uh, Rick, Rick, boo. <laughs> I mean, and apparently it took him 12 hours to learn Shinsuke's theme. I'm like, really? It ain't that hard. You know, you just listen to a triple. Uh, it, it should take you probably no longer than an hour to learn that. And then that's like where you could actually play it from memory. But yeah. Rick Boogs, his other stuff, he does on guitar. I'm like, okay. I mean, he, he can actually play, but put the thing down and go watch the match with everybody else. Yeah. Don't be playing while I'm trying to watch it. If you want to play, like I said, play Shinsuke to the ring and then head to the back. Let Shinsuke do his thing and then come back out and play him. You know, if he he wins, then play after that, but not during the match. Right. So that went into my disqualification because Damian Priest. Yeah, okay. He got the guitar. Okay, stop right there and just go take the guitar and go give it to a fan and get back in the ring. Yeah. No, he destroyed it, which breaks my heart. And then, then he starts hitting people with the pieces. Yeah. Maybe Damian Priest and Shinsuke both deserve better than that. Yeah. And I don't Otherwise, like what they're doing with Damian Priest's character either because he was on a roll when he came to the main roster. He was over and everything. And now they've got, got him doing this whole personality switch when he gets, you know, when he gets really mad, then he, you know, just snaps and all this. And it's like that type of gimmick's been done a million times and the only person that's ever made that work was randy orton uh shamrock i thought did okay but i think that's shamrock just shamrock. Did. I think yeah. you're right ken shamrock did but i think that's also just ken shamrock yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh not a man i want to mess with even vince McMahon no. said that they said yay vince when you get in the ring ken, Sham- ken shamrock what are you nuts <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the next match is one kind of surprised us both, I think, because we thought, okay, they're going to end this quick. Charlotte's going to get out, leave the building, never be seen again. But no, they put on a very brutal, a hard hitting, and yes. it looked like they were getting some frustrations out on each other. Uh, and it looked like, yeah, they weren't pulling punches. I mean, they weren't doing working punches. They were no, laying them in there. They were. It was a fight. This was not a wrestling match. It was a fight, and they they were working pretty stiff. And, yeah, uh, I was honestly, um, I think that Becky winning was the right call. Mm-hmm. I was I was just surprised that they went in that direction because I figured they were going to let Charlotte win like they always do. And uh, well, I think they're kind of they're not happy with Charlotte right now. Yeah, I think they've kind of soured on her for the moment and. Well, her dad. Oh, I mean, she's kind of brought that on herself. So. Yep, and and if she's doing it to defend her dad, I get it. Even though, even if his act, actions were not great actions, and if it was nineteen years ago, but you know, so but she does have loyalty to her dad. Okay, because I mean, he actually, when it comes to her career, he said he said Ashley is a far better wrestler than what I ever was. Uh huh. You know, so he's always been very supportive of her and very yeah. honest about stuff. And 
Uh, now he has been definitely running his mouth a lot lately. Now that he's no longer yes, under contract, yes, he has. and it's like he's not. I'm all for you know the juicy podcast stories, but it's like there's that, and then there is what Flair's doing, which is just trying to bury everybody. Yes, and that's just tarnishing his legacy. It's not affecting anybody that he's talking about it's just making himself look bad right and and his his new podcast i mean it is it's entertaining uh that's for sure and you know it's amazing the recall that he has considering how how much he used to drink even when he was throwing the drinks over his shoulder yeah he's still drank enough to where he put himself in the hospital a few years ago yep yep and uh, oh, they they've actually said now more about that. It was not just appendicitis. I mean, he had all sorts of stuff going on in there. Oh yeah. Um. But the next match, go ahead. I was just gonna say you can't the the abuse not in the ring, but the out the extracurricular stuff that he put himself put his body through all those years. You can't do that and not have some lasting ill effects from it. Oh, exactly. And but now he, I mean, he, he admits he he does have an occasional drink mm-hmm. every once in a while, but not like he used to. Yeah. And uh, the next match, and this is the one that you made the prediction on last Sunday, a week ago, before the pay-per-view started, you said Kevin Owens is going to walk out. Yep. I now... Just- I, I didn't see it happening before the matches really even started. <laughs> I mean, since it went ding, ding, I, I'm out. <laughs> he just bolted. I was like, yeah, wow. And I was like, that was, you know, that is a prediction. It's like, okay. I mean, that, that's one of those, like the little side bets where you put the odds real high. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we're, we're all right. We'll see. It. Oh, he did it. <laughs> uh, did I don't you know. Think- I just had a feeling he was going to, the way his, the, his character has gone the direction they've gone with it. I just had this feeling that he was going to try to get everybody to believe that he was going to do the right thing, and then he was going to be like, no, I'm actually not, and I'm just <laughs> going to hit the showers. And did you think he would do it that early, or do you think he would no, do it? I like- didn't think that he would do it at the beginning of the match, which was hilarious, <laughs> but uh, I thought he would do it like towards the middle. I thought he'd get an, an elimination or two and then take off and be like I did my job and leave right. or you know or kind of call you know kind of cost in the match somehow but I wasn't expecting him to just roll out at the beginning of the match and <laughs> it out which was fantastic <laughs> you're like whoop you're on your own yeah <laughs> and oh um after that and this is one of the ones I'm going to have to rewatch this pay-per-view because, so, like I said, so much has happened over the past week, uh, especially with it being Thanksgiving. Yeah. <sighs> you know, yeah. Thanksgiving eating as much as what I did, <laughs> <laughs> which was a lot. And, uh, but, I mean, I thought that match, besides, I mean, um, you know, that was the, <laughs> that was hilarious. He just whoop, gone. And after that, the match itself, uh, from what I remember, was actually pretty decent. Yeah, it was pretty good. Seth ended up being the sole survivor. 
And uh, but that's you know the direction his character's going. He's mm-hmm. the number one. You know, he gets a title shot somewhere down the line because he won that ladder match. He's uh, now he's the sole survivor from his Survivor Series team. They're just they're building him up as a credible threat to Big E's title. So you know, I was good with that. They put on they put on a good match. Um, I'm glad that uh, Baron Corbin got eliminated early because that whole happy Corbin Corbin gimmick is. Uh, oh, I I liked the Lone Wolf Baron Corbin. I liked the Lone Wolf Baron Corbin, and I liked Broke Baron Corbin. Yeah, <laughs> Broke Baron Corbin was hilarious, not because he was broke, just because he made he made himself interesting, and you could tell he took this opportunity and ran with it. And between that and then the lone wolf, those were the two best ones. All Everything else he's done, I'm not interested in at all, but I do like his two moves he has. I like the end of days, but mm-hmm. I love the deep six. And you know, what's funny about the deep six. It's just a back suplex, yeah. but, but he, he spit the way he does it though. I mean, yeah. it just looks devastating. Yeah. And I, I mean, and that's 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 one of the moves I would think because you're doing it while the other person is on the run. Yeah. So you would have to time it perfect in order yep. to get them up and spin them around and boom. So, but yeah, I, I agree. His two moves, uh, both of them, the end, the end of days, that one, it that one also looks a little tricky to kind of pull off because it's almost like you have to bend them over your knee. Yeah, but you know, and then come back with them into kind of a cutter in a way, kind of um, yeah, you know, or the like the, almost like a sister Abigail in a way. Yeah, and yeah, so I, a face buster, I guess. I mean, kind of. Oh uh, yeah, and but that one's another one, and that uh, neither one of them are moves you can do on everybody, unfortunately. No, but but they are pretty cool moves, and yeah, yeah I, I do like them both. One of the things I think they did misuse him when they transitioned him from being the lone wolf to all of a sudden he was the corporate. Yeah. The, the constable of raw and yeah, he was the corporate guy. And it's like, eh, no, no. And they had him coming in with the same music in the same background. I'm like, well, what is he? Is he the lone wolf or is he your stooge? Yeah. He didn't even bother changing anything. Oh, uh, but you also made another prediction got it correct almost 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 winning the 25 man battle royal yeah i just feel like that that he's there in their eyes he's their next big thing and that's the next that's the next project that they're working on and i figured that they were going to give him use this battle royal to give him this showcase to see what he could do i mean he was impressive he was and I could have done without all the food. Uh, the yeah, pizza. I could have done all yeah, <laughs> so it the, was, the product it, placement was, again, that's kind of like Boogs playing the guitar during the match. Yeah. The whole, all that product placement stuff just took you out of it. It almost felt like watching Wayne's World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I hate it when they just show these these advertisements and he's holding the pizza box box. The pizza yeah. box <laughs> Yeah, you got, you know, you got Otis, who is honestly, you know, one of the few credible threats to Omos winning. 
mm-hmm. and you got him stopping mid-match to eat a slice of pizza. That would have worked with the the former Otis. Right. That would have that would have worked with yeah, blue collar Otis. But right. you know, this ultra serious, you know, grappler Otis, that doesn't that doesn't work. Yeah, and Otis himself, I, I can't think what his running is. I mean, he's a legitimate amateur wrestler. Yeah. Yep. And so it actually makes sense to put him with Chad Gable, even though I wish they would have, if they were going to do that, they should have started it out. But I did like him with heavy machinery. I thought the name was stupid, but, but I like the team. Yeah. And, uh, and one of the things that I had forgotten about was, you know, we were talking about Commander Aziz also being, you know, seven foot tall yeah. to match almost. But uh, what's his name? Shanky. Totally yeah, forgot about him. I did too until they him and Omos were face to face, and I'm like, oh wow, I did not realize that dude was that big. I knew he was big, but I didn't realize he was that big. I I knew he was that big, and I but I just totally forgot about it because well, he's from India, not Nigeria, <laughs> and so <laughs> that you know, and he's the guy that is the subject or one of the subjects of the movie Million Dollar Arm. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, you know, he, he was a cricket player and, you know, he was a cricket, he was a bowler, you know, which is a, yeah. uh, a cricket way of saying pitcher. And they got him in Major League Baseball. He was part of the, the Cleveland farm system, you know, him and, and yeah, and him and, and the other guy both. And when I told my boss uh, not too long ago, you know, because he's from India. And I told him about that. I said, yeah. And I said, have you heard of a million dollar army? He said, oh, yeah. And he was talking about it. I said, yeah. I said, one of those guys is a wrestler now. And he's like, get out of here. I'm yeah. like, nope. I said, he is. And uh, my boss, I mean, he, he's he's hilarious. When he, he um, He'll talk a lot of things about, you know, he, he's told me a lot of stuff about India and, and he loves cricket. And he I actually, that. I have a cricket bat that was given to me as a going away gift for my first base in England. And I've been trying wow. to find, it's in storage somewhere at the house and I've been trying to find it and I haven't been able to find it yet, but I'm going to take it to him. And, you know, um, but yeah, he loves cricket. And I don't, you think watching like golf on TV is boring. Uh-huh. Uh, cricket is almost as bad. Oh, wow. Um, but I mean, if you're into it though, you're into it. And yeah. it is one of those and it's comparable to baseball but it's not exactly it's not a full-on comparison like you can go okay i can see how people would compare gridiron football to soccer or you know everybody else right. in the, the world calls it football or football yeah and because they're the same size field and you know, or i could see how comparing gridiron football to rugby yeah and because i mean there's so many similarities there cricket okay they're both holding a wooden bat of a kind except for in american slash canadian so except for in baseball it's a round bat where the cricket one side is flat right right and in baseball when they throw it they have to do it with their arm perfectly straight oh, okay yeah and because if you watch them i mean they'll come across and whoop, and the ball has to bounce on the ground before it gets to the the batsman Oh, okay. And then they hit it, and then they just run back and forth until they, uh, you know, they get them in. But uh, all – it's not like you get three outs and that's it. All nine players have to get their turn uh, before the inning is up. Oh. And that that's why you have these games that are like 300 points apiece. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to wrestling, uh, the, the, you know, the real sport. Um, but yeah, the, the food part, it, it did make it seem kind of silly. And, you know, the action was, I mean, in a battle royal, and I've, I've heard some interviews with wrestlers talking about it. They say a battle royal is not the easiest thing because you can't do a lot of your normal moves, you know, until they get down to just a handful of guys in the ring. Why you broke up a little bit? Oh, um, I was saying uh, a lot of the wrestlers are saying you can't uh, in a battle royal. They're not the easiest ones to work in because you can't do your normal moves uh, right. up until there's yeah just a couple of guys left in the ring. Yeah, and you know it, the Royal Rumble is a little bit of an exception because you don't start out with thirty guys in the ring. I mean, it's just yeah. one at a time. Yeah. You got a little more flexibility. You got room to move before the ring fills up. Right, and yeah, but I mean, I'm glad. Almost, I'm glad they're giving him a push. And the the tag team match, RK Bro, Bro, and the Usos. I I, I think both of us got this one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, because when RK Bro, when they pulled off the the pin i was like whoa okay. yeah yeah expecting that at all I, I figured the usos would win that one yeah so i was like okay i mean and the way the match was it, it was a good match and i didn't think it hurt the usos at all no i think randy i think they had rk bro win because that was randy's 177th pay-per-view match Okay, that's right. I forgot about that. And he is—he now holds the record for the most, uh, most pay-per-view matches competed in by a wrestler in WWE history. Uh, who was it before that? Was it Cena or was it Undertaker? Um, I, I saw the list and I cannot remember right now who it was. I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I. I and that match, I mean, it was good. Like we, we now yeah. we we both called that. I mean, we both expected it to be a good match just because yeah. of who was involved. And uh, I went to had met Riddle, Matt Riddle, whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. I didn't really care for him at first, but he's grown on me. I've always liked Riddle as far as the in ring work stuff goes, and like other companies that he's worked in when he was in NXT. You know, he did some of the goofy stuff, but it was kind of toned down. They still focused more on his his skill set. I feel like since coming to the main roster, they're using him more for comic relief than the fact that he is a very skilled pro wrestler he and is. a former MMA fighter. And I feel like that the 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 comedy stuff is kind of overshadowing what he's capable of doing right because when he goes even for like a schoolboy roll up it's not like one of those where okay they get behind them they have the one arm you know through their legs where they're kind of touching their shoulders a little bit i mean no i mean he gets gets them over then he kind of rolls on them and he's got one of the legs grapevine yeah with his and we put like oh you ain't getting out of that yeah i mean it's a very very good move yeah, the dude is good. I just wish yeah. they would. It's it's okay because you know 
his kind of character, it's okay to have him be a little goofy, but I think they're leaning too far into it. Yeah. And, and apparently the whole barefoot thing, I mean, that's a true thing with him. He just does not wear shoes unless yep. he, he absolutely has to. Yep. Yep. He, everywhere that I've ever seen him wrestle, he's always wrestled, wrestled barefoot. Yeah. He's always come out in the flip-flops and then he kicks those off and wrestles yeah. barefoot. <laughs> and, you know, when he's out in public, I mean, if he can go barefoot, he does. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm like, that's kind of nasty, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You have no idea who just spit on that sidewalk. Yeah. But, I mean, it was me, but you don't know I did that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't spit on a sidewalk anyway, uh, especially if I'm walking with my wife, because she would just, she would probably uh, punch me right in the face if I did that. <laughs> uh, but the five on five women's Survivor Series match, one thing I did not like about this one was the whole thing when they were keeping Bianca. Uh, from getting in the ring they wanted her to get counted out her own teammates yeah i thought that was unnecessary kind of strange yeah that was that was kind of dumb and it's it's like why would you want that you know the besides rhea ripley bianca belair was the other powerhouse on the team and why would you want her to get counted out or actually i said that's said bianca meant sasha Um, yeah yeah sasha yeah yeah um but uh yeah, uh, I, in a way, it was kind of dumb. In a way, it did kind of make sense because it's kind of like everything that Sasha's done is kind of coming back to bite her because, you know, okay. all, of her deal, all of her antics when she was a heel and she's kind of doing that shades of gray type thing right now. Right. Like, so I could kind of see, especially Shayna Baszler, I could kind of see like her being like, um, you know, I should be in charge here, right? So yeah. <laughs> and for her to get counted out, and then it leaves Bianca. Yeah. You know, Bianca against the other three. Uh, yeah, the other three women. Yeah. And for her to pull that off. Uh, I mean, and actually fairly quick too. And that's like, all right, they're really, they're still, they're still kind of pushing Bianca in a way they owe it to her after what they did at at SummerSlam because they were pushing her, pushing her, pushing her. And all of a sudden Becky comes back and in 22 seconds, it just a, yeah, it's It's like like all that, all that work and all that, all that history that she made. And it's like, well, you know, our old toy is back. So you're going back in the toy box. Right. You know, they just pop that balloon and they just let her float wherever. It's like, you know, you've got an entire fan base who are just backing her. Yeah. And every match she's been in, I mean, she has just done another new thing that we're texting each other going, did you see that? Yeah. (laughs) And, And like I said, I mean, she's got her, the strength of like a Cesaro. Yeah, because she doesn't look like she has these muscles, but apparently she's got them hidden somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and when uh, was it Sasha who she pressed? One handed. Yeah. One handed. Yeah. And I, you know, and they just they took the wind right out of her sail. So I mean, if they're trying to push her again, and well, she's on Raw. 
you know, so she's not going to be, well, no, she is on Raw because Becky's on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. I had to think about that whole belt switch and which Charlotte was about to get punched by Sonya Deville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. So maybe, I mean, they are kind of making up for it by actually pushing it to where they, they do have an upcoming match. It may be at the Rumble. I hope so. I hope this is leading to her getting the title back uh, because, you know, I'm fine with, you know, Becky's champion is okay, but it's got to, it's got to lead somewhere. It can't just be Becky running the division for for years. She's got to drop it to somebody and she's a big enough name now. She's got to drop it to somebody and help make somebody new. Right. I, 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 Totally agree. And with Shotzi Blackheart being the last one she pinned, I mean, I think that kind of gives a nod to Shotzi as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, they're just calling her Shotzi. Yeah. And and Natty, mm-hmm. they're just calling Natalia, which I don't like her as a heel. I'm just going to throw it out there. I like her better as a face. That's just me. I, I just don't see any – really, there's no difference. It's like she doesn't do anything different except – sneer at the camera yeah like it's there's not there's no difference in her move sets there's no difference in her tactics or anything it's just because she's always aggressive she's always a good tactician you know she's a heart yeah carries herself well it's just sometimes the fans are into her and sometimes the fans aren't so right and you know it's been said before she's kind of become enhancement talent to the stars yeah she's like the gatekeeper for everybody new coming into the division right uh, you may so you think she might be kind of a sean waltman type where yeah it's yeah. like if you can have a good match with natalia then we know that we we did right by picking you right because natalia i mean she'll make somebody yeah you know look like they're having a good because i mean she's that good yep and now Roman and Big E in the last match of the night. Um, I honestly don't know what to think of it uh, because I enjoyed the match. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the match. A, I thought it was a hard hitting match. My only issue is they built all this anticipation, which overshadowed. To me, it overshadowed Big E being in the main event of a pay-per-view as the WWE champion because they right. did all this all this foreshadowing where people were thinking that The Rock was going to show up because they promoted his movie. They had, you know, the entire show was built around 25th anniversary of The Rock's debut, and they had all these Rock highlights throughout the night, even the Battle Royal was you know the rock battle royal or the rock battle royal you know that's why there's 25 men in there to commemorate the 25th 25th anniversary and all that and then these guys go out there bust their butt have a hard-hitting match roman wins and then the show just ends and it's like you've got to they have got to stop misleading their fans like you and Mm -hmm. i knew that the rock was not going to be there Right. We knew that going in. But you can't, and it's okay to promote the movie some, because I know they got paid a pretty good, pretty penny to promote that movie. That's why they had Vince on there and the, the missing egg and all that stuff. And 
because they said Vince McMahon got paid a pretty penny to promote Red Notice, which is a very good movie, by the way. And anybody who hasn't seen it should check it out. Oh, Red Notice? Yes. Is the egg part of that? Yes. They're okay. supposed to be Cleopatra's eggs. Uh, and that's what the it's what the whole search is for is finding Cleopatra's egg. There's three, okay. supposedly three of them. All right. Uh, all right. I, I was wondering because uh, some of this stuff, because I mean, I'll admit, I got a little distracted while I was watching the pay per view. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, yeah, so I wasn't able to keep track of all of it, except for when the egg went missing. And of course, Vince is flipping his lid, yeah. which, you know, if I had a hundred million dollar egg, of course, I wouldn't just leave it sitting on my desk, you know, and just walk away either. Right. You know, but, I'd, be taking, yeah. I'd be taking that thing to the bathroom stall with me. I don't, you know. Exactly. But here's another tacky thing as far as WWE goes. They've released what close to 80 people this year uh they've released more people than what impact actually has on their roster now yeah and every one of those was supposed to be do the budget cuts yeah what the reason every wrestler was given but for the most part there were there were a couple where we knew yeah i think a couple of them were disciplinary things but the majority of majority of them they said were budget cuts right but then you get on worldwide pay-per-view and joke about the fact that you have supposedly a hundred million dollar egg. Mm. To me, that's kind of just like a slap in the face to everybody that they fired this year. That it's like, and I get it's scripted and all that, yeah. but I just felt that it was tacky because it's like, oh, well, you can joke about having a hundred million dollar egg, but then budget cuts over here because apparently. The company's losing money and we gotta we gotta make budget cuts and it's like just stop and not only that but when john cena is still making millions of dollars for not being there brock lesnar is making even more money one of them are is one their number numbers one and two yep. they're making just a metric crap ton of money oh yeah for not being there I think Lesnar's making what nine million a year, something for, like that. For what? I mean, he had one match this year, and and a few and a handful of appearances, and that didn't happen until SummerSlam, right? Over halfway through the year before he showed back up, and is that worth nine million dollars? I, I wouldn't think so and i mean it, it's almost like i almost feel like brock is like their lawyer they just got him on a retaining fee yeah and it's like okay we need a we need a big pop and a surprise return so we need we got to pull out brock and i've noticed that they are advertising that he is going to be showing up is it next week on smackdown because his suspension is over yeah and they played so much into that, the indefinite suspension. And I just knew, well, he's not going to be back to the Rumble. And right. now it's like, oh, we got to spike a rating. So we got to we got to bring Lesnar back. It's like, instead of bringing back these part-timers, put more work into the people you have on the books and build some new stars. And you wouldn't have to rely on the Brock Lesnar's or the Goldbergs or the edges who edge is coming back yeah i did see that tomorrow too. on raw and it's like 
They're like, I saw a thing on Twitter. They were like, who do you want to see Edge face on Monday Night Raw? Nobody. Absolutely nope, nobody. nobody. I want him to retire and go home. Nothing against him. Hall of Fame career, stellar performer, but leave it alone. Because every time he steps in the ring, the opportunity for injury is there. Mm-hmm. Extremely high with his, you know, with his neck. He's been injured a couple of times since he's made this comeback. Leave while you're ahead. You have children at home. That you know, don't put yourself in the position where you can't enjoy your children. And you know, we we kind of sound like the Randy Orton promo <laughs> from a few years <laughs> back. Yeah. yeah, but but now I mean, because after Orton did that promo, Edge did get hurt again. Yeah. Yeah, and he came back, and then he immediately got hurt again. Yeah, and now uh, did he get hurt again this time, or is he just taking? No, I think he just took because he's on a you know he's on a limited schedule. So I think he was, I don't know if he was out of dates, and they had to renew the contract because I know sometimes that happens, or if it was just he did so many matches, got some time off to rest up, come back, and I understand that. But that kind of thing still spits in the face of everybody who's on the road 300 days a year. Right. You know, so that's. It's like these guys don't get to take two months off, rest up, and then come back and get in a high profile feud. They've got to hit all the towns every night, working their butts off. So. And that includes um, Randy Orton, because Randy Orton, he's he's a workhorse. The, yeah. the the only time Randy Orton has taken time off, like serious time off, is when he's gotten hurt. Yeah. And and Randy Orton, his style, I mean, he's uh there's nothing subtle about his moves. Yeah. And and so yeah, it leaves itself a little more open to injuries. Uh-huh. Uh I'm not gonna say he's soft because apparently he beats people up if you say he's soft. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure if you've seen that YouTube clip where there was a commentator that kept saying he was soft because of his shoulder, because of that reoccurring injury. And it's like, yeah. no, he ain't soft. It's just the injury. He may be coming back too early because the injury hasn't healed up. Well, uh, that and his, like, it's just with his shoulder. I mean, he was just born that way. It's just the the way the, uh, the, way the his, his joints are, like, like one time he, you know, he popped it out, taking the trash out. It's just, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, it happens. Yeah. And the man, even though he cannot call himself a Marine anymore and he knows it. Yeah. He, he still went through Marine Corps boot camp. Yep. And he made it out of it is just whenever he got into uh, a permanent party, once he got out of train and everything, all of a sudden he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. And yeah. he just could not stay out of trouble, but, but he still, you don't make it through the Marine Corps boot camp, either at Paris Island or San Diego by being soft. Right. And so whoever called him that, yeah, you deserve to get punched, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but Randy Orton, I mean, he's actually become that veteran, that legend that he used to be like yep. the legend killer. Now all of a sudden he's the legend Yep. and he's actually adding a lot. And I, I've read something that says they don't think they'll put the, the world title back on him mm-hmm. um, or the universe, whichever one, because now they have two they can get. Yeah. Uh, but they may, they probably won't put it back on him uh, just because now he's helping out the younger guys, the newer yeah. guys. And seeing that they said they probably won't put it back on him either. 
uh, well, Cena may not want it because he has a ton of respect for Ric Flair. Yeah, he has a ton of respect for Ric Flair, and his movie career is blowing up, so he's probably not going to have the time. Right, and you know. um, while he's on a set for a movie, the the movie company, if I, I want to say The Rock probably has the same kind of contract, while they're filming the movie, they're not allowed to do any kind of wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Because there's the potential for injury. Well, when remember when they had the uh, the second once in a lifetime match, mm-hmm. uh, The Rock was supposed to shoot a movie after that match. Well, he got hurt, so it set back production for two months while he healed up from that match. Ooh, so who, who knows how many forward, millions of dollars that just cost them? Yeah. So going forward, they were like. You know, any movie company he works with is like, you like you said, if you're doing, you know, if you're shooting a movie with us, then that's the only thing that can be done. I, I mean, I can't blame them. I mean, they're invested in, you know, that it's many millions of dollars. dollars. Yeah. But, uh, but overall, I think this Survivor Series, I think it was more positive than negative, even though it definitely had it some things that could have been improved. Um. I would have been okay with Roman Reigns and Big E going to like a double disqualification or, or double count out because they've gotten to the point. I mean, they're just ready to just beat each other to death yeah. and you get them outside the ring. I mean, and they're just fighting, fighting, fighting. That's one of the things where they don't care. The referee's counting. I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm punching this guy in the face and he's cause he's trying to punch me in the face. And then you get the Usos back out there. Then you get, uh, when well, I'd be Xavier, yeah. uh, because, uh, by the way, can Kofi, not that you're listening, but congratulations. Congratulations. He yep. had a um, baby girl, I believe. Yes. But, uh, that's why he's, that's why they wrote him off TV with the injury is because his wife was expecting. Yep. And apparently they did a water birth. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw a picture of that. It looked like she was in a bathtub and I was like, okay, you normally wouldn't have a picture of, like in a bathtub unless they actually did a water birth, yeah. which I, those always kind of freak me out. Yeah. because i mean yeah it's supposed to be more natural my wife can actually explain it better but because it's supposed to be more natural but at the same time like how do you know the baby's not going to get stuck and drown right you know right. that that's a, it's like Ugh. um and also mustafa ali yes his wife also yeah both of them are on uh paternity leave yep. uh, congratulations to them both yep and which is nice now that the companies are actually doing that for yes. the wrestlers it really is because I mean, and not just for wrestling, just companies, you know, in general, it's like, you know, the dad, I know the mom absolutely needs time to bond with that mm-hmm. child, but so does the dad. And um, I yeah. feel like it's like, it's, they're finally recognizing, you know, the dad's role mm-hmm. in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can even say that for the military. Well, when Avery was born, I mean, there was a lot of extenuous circumstances because she was in the NICU for, I thought it was 10 days. Actually, it may have been eight days. Uh, but she was in NICU for eight days because she was on almost six weeks premature. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, but then I had the, so I got permissive TDY for the first part of that. And then I got the paternity leave, um, which at the time for the father, you could get, I think it was two weeks mm-hmm. now. And, but, and you, and it was your leave. I mean, you, you had to burn your leave days. Right. Um, when my son was born, and this was in 2010, 
actually didn't have any, any leave days charged to me because they're oh, like, okay. no, I mean, they're, you know, you're, what if the person doesn't have enough leave because of just reasons? Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. And even if they have been trying to save up their leave, they just don't have, they can't match it two weeks. I mean, what are you going to do? Tell them right. they can't take it. And so now they're like, okay. And plus the mom also gets like three, you know, um, in the military, at least in the air force, I'm pretty sure the other services are the same way. It was six weeks maternity leave where they didn't have to come back to work for six weeks. And that's actually been extended now. I think it's three months or four months. Oh, okay. Um, because with the mom, it's not just bonding. I mean, they got to give their, their bodies. I mean, have yes. to have yep. to recover. I mean, that's Absolutely. a, that's some serious trauma. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's something that, I mean, I'll have to admit, yeah, we don't have to do that part. Right. And I don't know if you've ever been in the room when that's been going on um, during a live birth, but no, I haven't. Oh, it is a miracle. I mean, it is absolutely one of the, the things you look and go, I cannot believe I've actually seen this, but then all of a sudden you realize, this is also one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I mean, and so, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it, it is cool. I mean, um, I was there for, you know, all my kids and it, 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 so you're just sitting there going, they just bought a baby out of there. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. And, you know, they're like, man, like, wow, there is just, uh, just Crisco all over him. And, and, <laughs> Uh, but for Kofi and, and Mustafa Ali, I mean, of course they can tell you, of course, maybe the water birth, I mean, it obviously wouldn't, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe it's just not as bad because, well, the baby's got cleaner now. And well, and I've heard that the, the water birth is, uh, easier on the mom too. I think, you know, and that's one of the things I can, um, definitely see you know no, another reason to do it because i mean it is i mean it, it's yeah like i said i mean our role once you know she's pregnant well besides helping out around the house i mean we're pretty much done yeah <laughs> i mean that's so after that yeah, they, definitely, they definitely do all the work yeah um but i mean we're we are done having kids um we both had stuff done to make sure we're not going to have <laughs> any more kids so uh, i just don't have the energy I don't see how people can have them. I, you know, I was like, I don't know how to say you have the energy. You know, it's like, hey, you can more power to you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but back to the wrestling because that's what we do. Um, if if they would have had that, you know, and I was actually kind of surprised they didn't have like the big schmas at the end. You know, where it's like everybody, you know, and they actually had a pinfall. Yeah, I read a report that the original plan for Survivor Series was for Becky and Charlotte to main event. Okay. I so can see that. Matches were swapped because the original plan was have Roman and Big E open the show and have Becky and Charlotte main event. Because I um, think what they were going to do from the report that I read is what you just said and had a double DQ for Roman and Big E. And then have you know charlotte and becky main event but then Vince McMahon changed his mind and swapped the matches i i can see becky and charlotte as the main event um i i'd have a hard time seeing roman and biggie as the opening match though um i think if anything not obviously not the match before the main event if it was becky yeah. and charlotte because then 
and 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 if it was going to go to a, a double DQ with everybody getting involved, I mean, and we're talking like pull aparts and everything else. Yeah. Where all of a sudden maybe all the other wrestlers are coming out there and having to pull them apart because yeah. I mean they're ready to just you know end the other one that you couldn't put on right before the main event because right you know so I could see okay have that one then have the twenty five man battle royal you know is that that's kind of, that was kind of a let me up match a battle royal shouldn't necessarily be a let me up match but that ended up being kind of a let me up yeah kind of a huh, okay kind of silly they got the food almost as you know, he's just tossing people around like they're Raggedy Ann dolls. And, yeah. you know, okay, cool. And he won. Joylan called it. <laughs> so um, they should have had a, a sign, you know, somebody holding back in the back. Joylan called it. So, <laughs> um, which, by the way, think about that. 25 to 1 odds just if you go by the number of people. Yeah. Uh, or is it 25 to 1 or 24 to 1? 24 to 1. 24 to 1. And then when you really, if you were to get the odds makers in there, you know, the, the odds of actually predicting that. Um, let's see, two, two to the twenty-fifth power. Yeah, that's that's your really your, your odd. Well, no, nah, because that's not two. It's it's a one. It's a yeah. Never mind. I'm thinking like the NCAA tournament, where it's two to the sixty-third power, of because everything yeah. is binary. Uh, but anyway, you know, sound like a complete nerd right there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because now college basketball season is is kicking in, so um, you might you might see Dwayne and I a little distracted at times because of yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if they were to have that, you know, put them put the battle royal before the main event. Um, maybe switch, yeah, switch those those two, you know, but put Becky and Charlotte at the very end. Yeah. Um. And I honestly, I, and I think you agreed, we thought the Battle Royal would be the dark match. Yeah, I, I did. I thought they would have that on the pre-show and the title, you know, the champion versus champion match would be on the, the main card. And I was surprised that they put Shinsuke and Priest on the, on the pre-show. Oh, oh, well, and that's why we armchair book it. Yeah. Yep, yep. You know, so currently we do not have anything on the roster for Thursday because every time we try to plan something, well, you know, something comes up, somebody, yeah. you know, somebody needs an interview, somebody wants an interview, and that's the only time they can do it. Um, but I will say enjoy the next two days, sir, with your wife and your son. I will. I yeah. will. Thank you very much. Yep, absolutely. Because the way we look around here, uh, family does come first. And I do actually have an interview lined up for tomorrow. Uh, I don't want to jinx it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I've already been messaging the person today and just to make sure we're all good. And so uh, it is, a, I will say he, you know, it is a, a guy. And this is actually somebody we've never had on before. Yeah, so and I believe it it'll be a good one because I've actually heard a lot of good things about him as far as like his wrestling knowledge. They mm -hmm. say he's another he just he lives and breathes the sport and he is just a he could talk for days about wrestling. Well, okay. You know, so um and I've seen him you know, I've actually seen him wrestle, I've actually spoken to him in person. So 
I'm looking forward to it. Unfortunately, like I said, Dwayne can't be with us, but yeah, he will be with us in spirit and he's going to give me some questions. And and so uh, we were doing what we can to make it a good interview, which I think it will. Yeah. Uh, You know, so, uh, but either way, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for downloading and listening to us. And uh, absolutely, we we couldn't do this without all y'all and your support and your feedback. And, and I've actually been meeting other people and, you know, letting them know about it. And they're letting me know how we did and uh, both good and bad. We have actually been had to, okay, you know, like, okay, we recommend you do this. We recommend you do that. And it was actually constructive feedback. Right. And yeah, we we're do. all for constructive feedback. We can't get we can't get better at what we do if we don't get that you know constructive criticism. Right, and some of the uh, tips we've been given, we've been able to implement. Uh, some we are looking at a plan to implement. If, if that's about the best way to put it. Yeah. You know, um, and as we roll through December, December is always a busy month as far as other stuff going on because you have all the holidays going on mm-hmm. and the yep. kids are getting out of school and you know uh so we would do what we can to try to implement more of those but uh hopefully we'll get them rolling and thank you once again to everybody and you know tune in this this should be dropping i'm probably going to drop it tonight if not it'll be dropping in the morning Definitely be another one dropping Tuesday morning. And as far as we know, there'll be another one dropping Friday morning. Yep. You know, so uh, no matter what, we try to keep it all rolling. Absolutely. But, but all right. But until then, God bless. All right. God bless, man.